the desert dogs bite back let's talk about it right now on teal town after dark Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, January 16th, 2021. The Sharks and the Desert Dogs split their two-game series, one game apiece, as the Coyotes beat the Sharks 5-3 to on the Saturday afternoon. We welcome you to this afternoon delight edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks post-game. We do this after every single game the Sharks play, so... Of course, this is live and interactive, so we want you to be a part of the show. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. And of course, we encourage you to follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and Discord. And of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. Pleased to be joined by Mark Eisenberg. Mark, good to see you. How are you? How are things in your, your part of the world? Um, it's good to see you too. It's happy to be here. Um, things are same. They've been for the last nine, 10 months here, you know, just sitting in, but now I've got hockey to entertain myself. So that's a good one. Right. Uh, it, it's always nice to have, and, and hopefully we can keep it going throughout the entire 56 game season. Uh, but as for today, it's a, this one was a rough one. Five, three as the sharks take out uh, or get taken out, I should say by the coyotes. Um, just get right into it. You know, you, you saw early penalty by Garland, you know, less than two minutes in. You see Donato tip home uh, a shot uh, for a, his first goal as a Shark and get the team teal going up one nothing. Meyer and Ferraro gets the assist. We all know, and if you are a frequent user of tealtownusa.com, Mark was the one that kind of got our eye out for uh, Mario Ferraro and uh, John Leonard. So I'll let you take take this a little bit, John, uh, or Mark. Uh, what did you think of, of your UMass boys? Um, I was super pumped the other day with Leonard getting those two assists, Ferraro looking good. Uh, today, they both played fine, nothing special. Um, I like Ferraro's speed, and he's looking way more confident than last season. So... Nice representation, and I'm loving how often I'm hearing UMass on the game <laughs> by Randy. It's it's kind of like the new Long Beach native, even though Matt Nieto's back, right? Yep. <laughs> so it made it one nothing, and I thought things were looking good, and then the Sharks fell into penalty, get get into some penalty trouble, and then they can't win a faceoff all day, which is just yikes, you know. Uh, Kane takes a penalty. About halfway through the period, and then it sets up a Phil Kessel goal on the power play from Ekman Larson. And to me, Kessel, you know, I hate to say he's coming out of nowhere, but he he kind of comes in waves. He just seems like he can he finds his he finds the right time to get it in, and then he keeps going and going. And then all of a sudden, you know, you don't you don't focus on him too much. But uh, and then you get a Hayton, you know, about a couple minutes later. To give the Coyotes a two-one lead, or lead that, you know, yeah, Meyer would get a goal, you know, late, like less than a minute after we had to tie it up. But after that, this was all Coyotes. Yeah, and I think you kind of nailed it with the faceoffs. The faceoffs killed us today, and 
there are games where that doesn't hurt you. You can get dominated on faceoffs and you not necessarily see the impact. But today they had a couple goals that came directly off of faceoffs. And it's just not a good way. The Sharks kind of thrive sometimes with that possession game. And if you're giving the team possession right off the start, then you're going to be behind the play. So I thought the faceoffs did crush us today. And also what you said about Kessel as well. Like that guy has such a good game when he wants to. You know, he's he's a sniper. He literally can take over a game by himself. He'll have spurts where he doesn't do that. But you saw a little bit tonight kind of how good he can be when he wants to be. That's why he's been a 40-goal scorer in the past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice pickup from Arizona last season. I, I know they were trying to make a big push to make the playoffs, and they did. Uh, but at the same time, my goodness, he, he hurts the Sharks in this one. Kind of like how he hurt himself in 2016 to to uh, get himself one of two Stanley Cups there. Uh, the Meyer goal, you know, they originally were crediting it to LeBanc, but, uh, you know, I kind of liked it where they kind of just throw throw pucks on net and you just never know. Yeah, and that one you saw it. You throw the puck at the net, goes off a defenseman's skate, goes in the top corner. You know, it. The, obviously the whole famous Wayne Gretzky quote, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely support throwing pucks at the net. Um, sometimes there are things that I'd wish like there'd be a little bit better shot selection, but I think definitely today, especially where it was more of an even game for most of the game as far as shots go, that I was okay with them taking plays like that, and it helped us in one scenario. Right. Yeah, it gets it's nice, but uh, Meyer gets his first and, you know, gets uh, two points, uh, you know, another two point game for for Timo, which is always nice to see. Uh, but, you know, it's tough. You get some coincidental minors at the end of the period. I thought Mason was going to get four because it looked like there might have been some blood on Dvorak at the end of the period. But yeah. uh, but honestly, I thought. 2-2 after one. Not too bad. And then I don't think the Sharks ever came out of the locker room after that, to be honest. You know, nope. Keller takes a hooking call less than two minutes into the period. Hey, it's like it's like the Sharks with Vegas. They give up a goal. It's like you almost expect giving up a goal five minutes in. Coyotes take a penalty less than two minutes in. So, but uh, unfortunately, the Coyotes would recover from that. Kessel would get his third of the season to make it 3-2. That would eventually be the game-winning goal. And then later in the period, Chikrin off the face-off, you know, from Broussard. That's why there's only one assist, folks. You know, makes it 4-2. And, and honestly, I think the Desert Dogs kind of just controlled everything the rest of the way. Yeah, and I think coming out of that first period, I definitely had confidence um, with the Sharks' ability to possibly win that game. But it just looked like kind of, you know, Arizona took over after that. And it wasn't even necessarily, once again, like on the shot counter. It was more just, you could see in the play that their possession was better. They were controlling some of the play. And the Sharks just didn't look like they had that same chemistry they had in the first period of the first game and even tonight. Yeah, and, and it, that's what I think we're going to see in these in how the schedule is made out where you have these two game series, you're going to learn right away from the mistakes or the nuances or the patterns or, you know, everything that you're going to see first in the first game, then you're going to be able to recover the second game. So something's going to give and, and teams need to learn and adapt off the fly and Arizona did that the Sharks didn't you know unfortunately there third period you know Keller gets his 
gets his second goal uh, in as many games, 5-2 early on. Um, you know, you get Kane taking a slashing call, and, and that's the, you know, that's the last thing that Kane needs is to be in the penalty box. You know, he takes two penalties here this afternoon. Not exactly the best night for for Kane. Um, you know, the six pims, and, and it's a tough one because then, of course, you know, uh, he he. It, now, correct me if I'm wrong. He gets a high sticking call. I didn't see a high sticking call. It was on the way down. That's what I, I was. I was confused about that because it looked like a clean hit to me. Right. But definitely act with the helmet on the way down. But is that technically a high stick? I'm not really sure on that. And he made connect. He connected with the helmet. I think it was definitely like even with the boards. It wasn't like it was up high. So yeah. I think they just wanted to call a penalty on him for the hard hit. Personally. Right. And, and but, then of course, then Suda big old, you know, brouhaha. We'll, we'll call it. <laughs> you know, um, you know, or as Ryan Clow would say, chippiness. But uh, you know, it eventually would you know end up being a five three final, as. Uh, Tomas Schertel would tip in a Timo Meyer uh, shot that was led by Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson with the point. We'll, we'll give him that. He's got an assist uh, in this one along with Mario Ferraro. So you're getting some. You're getting two uh, defensemen on the score sheet as as this system that the the Sharks are going to try to do involve a lot more um, offensive attack. Uh, what did you think of from that today? Because I think we saw a lot more pinching on, especially when the uh, the Sharks were down, uh, especially multiple goals. Uh, with the guys we have on the back end, I definitely think I'm all for the idea of pinching and definitely throwing in more attack from the defense. Um, but I'd be lying if I didn't tell you I got nervous every time Carlson. <laughs> things don't seem to go his way when he's doing it. Like, uh, I don't know. I I'm still nervous with him back there. I'm hoping, obviously, with each game that he gets back in the groove. And, you know, they keep saying he's 100% healthy. So I'm hoping we see a little bit more old Eric Carlson. But yeah. um, that pinching, <laughs> it's nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be nerve-wracking, I think, especially throughout this season, how how things are going to be going on here. Um, yeah, uh, Jerry F., let's uh, get to some of these comments here. Uh, Jerry F., good afternoon to you, bud. Uh, it's interesting that this is the only matinee game all season. Go figure. You would think there'd be a lot more uh, in there. You know, uh, you're right. Placing the middle of the pack with terrible draft positions is still good. I'm not so sure about that. You know, uh, Laurel, Laurel, thank you. He, you know what to do if you want the, the certain thing. Uh, he had no control of his stick. Yeah, uh, the thing is, is that you're responsible for your stick in the, in that one. Um, I, I think we were I think we were excited after the first game, but we were a little hesitant. We see what the Sharks were today, and of course, you know, uh, rough go of it here. Uh, Anthony Sanchez, honestly, you know, looking forward to the series with St. Louis. Honestly, not expecting much difference if Shimmick plays Monday or Wednesday. You wonder what is the status with with uh, Shimmick right now? Uh, if he's going to get in, or you know, something's going to really need to improve. You know. Uh, yeah, the bottom pairing isn't getting any minutes. Yeah. So 
Like you can't, it's two games in the season and we're going to be playing every other day. You can't be playing Carlson and Burns 26, 27 minutes every game. Right. And Carlson played 32 on Thursday. I mean, yep. looking as you mentioned the time on ice, you know, Middleton gets 844. Nijov uh, gets 949. I a little bit better from, from Malosh <laughs> and, and Nijov uh, in that sense. But you see Mario Ferraro getting good minutes, twenty three oh two, Elastic twenty one fifty seven, Carlson twenty seven, Burns twenty six. So a little bit more spread on that part. However, I think you all wanted them to at least be in the in the teens. Yeah, you need to get the twelve to fourteen good minutes from your bottom pairing at least. So this, yes, I think it was. What did um, Milosh have the other day? Five? Yeah. And hey, you got two more guys again under 10. You're going to burn out your top guys doing that. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I know Rob Iman is, is push, pushing for Brinson uh, Pashnik, uh to get some reps on Monday. We'll see on that. Um, you know, of course, that, that Tarks, that, that, uh, that, that starts the clock on, on his career. So we'll see if that's in the plans. But of course, if he's on the taxi squad. You know, makes a sense. Marty yeah. Marty T, uh, there is a Sharks fan wearing a Marlowe number 14. Where were you this afternoon? Yes, I literally just got back. I, I left the game early just to make sure I got back here to do the show. And, you know, no. <laughs> I I wish, uh, you know, I, I will say I, I think... I'm hoping things get better to the point where I could do a road trip to Arizona this year. So we'll see on that. But um, imagine the world where we can go to live hockey again. Oh gosh, right? That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I know you, and you're you're in New York, correct? Or outside? Yep. Yeah. So you you have like three game three places you would love to go. Granted, the Sharks aren't going to get there unless they. Uh, Unless they uh, play for the big shiny thing, so mm-hmm. and the uh, New York teams would have to make it there as well. And yeah, the Rangers didn't in their first game. No, well, no, yeah, you know the Rangers weren't exactly the best. Uh, uh, granted, Islanders still su- surprised everybody. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I still think it, it's going to be good. But the the problem is that division that they're going to be in. Oh Lethal. man, yeah. You know? uh, so final. Final, you know, results of everything. Sharks out shoot the Coyotes 34-26. Uh, face-offs, they got better in the third. It was 60-40 to 40 in there. But, uh, you know, the the problem is is that Kane, 33%. Donato, 33%. Couture, 45%. Hurdle, 39 Gregor, 33%. The only, the only bright spot was Patrick Marlowe at 80%. Mm-hmm. You know, um... I wonder if this makes them consider bringing in Handemark because he's supposed to be great at faceoffs. Maybe giving him a game on the fourth line, getting him some faceoffs. I'm not really sure, but I know one of the things he was brought over to the U.S. for is his faceoff game is supposed to be really strong. Yep. I mean, well, <laughs> at this point, they need it. Whatever will bring in the shades of Scott Nickel and Manny Malhotra <laughs> from 10, 11 years ago would be very helpful right now. Uh, that's for sure. 
you know, and, and again, it's two games. You're going to have a small sample size. I mean, you look at this. Yeah, that that loser point that you gave the Coyotes kind of hurts now. Uh, and, and those are those are the games where you need to win. You know, early on and get those get those points. Don't give them anything else. Otherwise, if this is you're setting yourself up to uh, miss the playoffs. Yeah, and I think within this division, there's definitely going to be some room for error because I don't think it. I think it's one of the weaker of the four, but um, I still think pretty much the top three spots are fairly locked in, um, barring anything crazy. So for the Sharks to you know find one of those playoff spots, they're going to have to a beat teams in regulation because you're giving those losers the point, but also we just got to start strong. And this weekend series. There's some optimism there, but definitely not the start you'd hope for as a Sharks fan. Yeah, you got off to a good start, uh, but then everything kind of fell apart after that. But yeah. I mean, positives. What? What? I mean, what have you seen from these two, uh, two games? I I, I look at Timo Meyer. I, I look at um, Tomas Hurdle, and and uh, definitely as as I'm kind of making a transition here uh, to your boy, John Leonard. Um, you know, like I said, you, you were highly touted on, on him and Ferraro over at UMass. I, I know you're, you're kind of, you're kind of the, our, our, our scout in the, in the Northeast per se. So we'll thank you for that. But what, uh, what kind of, what are you looking at prospect wise right now? Um, well, first, I'll just touch on the positives. I think you kind of, I think exactly what we saw in these first two games is kind of what we saw a lot of last year is people taking turns being good, right? So in the first game, Leonard, Hurdle, and Kane were amazing. Today, I think Couture, LeBanc, and Meyer looked a bit stronger. And I thought Gregor also had a really strong game. And he's looking good out there. He's got speed. Yep. And the positive is the team definitely looks a bit faster. I think there's certain guys who are playing well. And, you know, if everything gels, maybe then our team will go in the right direction. Um, as far as prospects go, I had great um, experience following Ferraro and um, Leonard because they went to the school that I went to. So I have an easy access to getting up to those UMass games. So right now, uh, any of our prospects are a little bit farther away from me. Um, but um, I've seen a few of our guys had some really good strong games the other day. I know Bordalo had a couple assists oh. in Michigan. And then Gushin had a couple goals in the USHL. And then Chekovic, he's still dominating in the KHL, which is pretty impressive for a 22, 23-year-old. Yeah. He's put up really strong numbers. So hopefully he's getting his confidence back over there. I, I am looking forward to, and, and you know, not to jinx anything because I, I have a lot of friends that are Michigan fans. But mm. once Michigan season is over, I, I wonder if they bring in uh, – Bordalo. Uh, I th I think he looks really sharp uh, this season. And, and if those on our Discord uh, channel, if you're ever on there, uh, a lot of our, our viewers and our followers are really watching the college game like Mark. And, uh, you know, definitely check that out because I think just to see the future of the Sharks, because I mean, yes, while we're thinking about the present and hoping that the Sharks do something this year, 
the future is starting to take shape a little bit, and there are some nuggets in there that I hope will uh, turn into gold for sure. Yeah, definitely a boost there from the recent draft. So a little bit of excitement for the future. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't, I'm don't. i going to try and, and take a guess at this. Arhusum, I'm going to guess that's how you pronounce your username. Anybody know what Sorensen's numbers were today? Uh, played uh, 1023. Uh, he was on the PK for about two minutes and was a minus one. So, had a couple of blocks. Saw that. Yeah, he, he definitely had a little more game to it. But yeah, he's one of those guys that really needs to step up. And I think that's kind of what Bugner was talking about now. In, after the last game, he saw Kane, Hurdle, Leonard, you know, show up, and there are some good guys, and there are some guys that really, that really need to uh, elevate their game. Yeah, Sorensen, I've actually at least noticed him the first two games, which I think is better than what I could have said for him last year. Um, he's definitely looked like he's got his speed, and I, I will say I've definitely throughout the two games seen moments where I was like, oh, okay. I'm not terribly disappointed. He's not quite what he was when he was a 20-goal scorer playing with Thornton, but uh, I think there's room for him in the lineup. I'll say that. But we'll see how that progresses throughout the season. If he's not scoring and, you know, he's not doing much else, then he might get pushed out of the lineup by one of the other guys in the taxi squad. Right, and, and I, I would hope he's feeling the heat. And one timer kind of echoing your thoughts He's been moving around but not getting much done. He, yeah, you had, he had a couple of blocks shots, which is good, but you need to contribute in other ways uh, and, to, and consistently for that matter too. Uh, so the Sharks are now one and one on the campaign. Uh, they head to St. Louis to start a two-game series there Monday and Wednesday. And Mark... Um, did you happen to see the game <laughs> St. Louis and Colorado? I saw the box score, <laughs> which was embarrassing enough. Um, but yeah, eight nothing. So, you know, they're going to be hungry. They are not going to want to come home, even though they probably won't be fans there, but they're not going to want to come home and get embarrassed more. So after a game like that, they're going to come with some fire. Yeah. And to give up five power play goals. In there. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Although if uh, you're the Sharks, you're hoping that they can uh, take advantage of that big time. Granted, they got two power play goals today. Two for four on the power play. They got another power play goal uh, on Thursday against the Desert Dogs for sure. So, you know, I look at it as, a, as something positive as well. So that would be hugely helpful for sure. Uh, let's see here. Shark Lass, pros and cons for so many new guys that will be playing against St. Louis. What, what, what would you say going up against that big squad? Uh, definitely a good challenge early in the season. Um, I don't think that 8 nothing score is really representative of what St. Louis will be this year. So, um, yeah, the Arizona team wasn't supposed to be one of the stronger teams coming in this year so that's why i'm taking what i've seen over the last two games kind of a grain of salt but i think uh facing st louis would be a different kind of challenge especially for some of the newer guys and i'm very interested to see if boogner makes any changes to the lineup specifically yeah 
Uh, I I would think there's going to be some changes in there, for sure. I don't think you're going to see the the same lineups as you saw Thursday and Saturday, but it's early on. You need to find the right fit for it, for that matter too. Yeah, and I think that's going to be kind of the trend early in the season. Is at some point, I feel like you're going to try and get everyone in the taxi squad into the lineup just because you don't want them sitting and not getting games in. So you know whether it's um, Okay, I think we're back. Uh, let's uh, try and connect here with uh, with Mark and uh, go from there. Let's uh, check that in. Of course, uh, you know, AOL is just a horrible internet connection, but go figure. All right, sorry for that. Mark, are you, are you back there with me now? I'm back here. Can you hear uh, me? Yep, I can hear you. Uh, you're... you're your connection will come, or your uh, picture will come up shortly. There, I don't know what happened there. That's uh, that's a first. So, guess who's looking at a new computer this week, folks? Because I'm sick and tired of this crap. So, um, all right. So let's as, as where were we? You know, we were talking about how uh, how uh, <laughs> besides how horrible my connection is, just as I thought I had fixed it up. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at the uh, the uh, what was it? M Meyer twenty two hundred. Before that game got way out of hand, St. Louis was throwing the body. Sharks better be prepared to stick up for their young guys. Um, Blues are known to throw their body at at them. Um, what do you what do you think uh, of uh, them going to St. Louis? You know. Anytime we play the Blues, I just want to come out without any injuries. <laughs> After that playoff series we had with them, I will never forget that. It's like, I just want Herb to come out fine. I want all of our guys just to go in there, play a good game, and come out with all their limbs intact. You are absolutely right. And, of course, uh, you're going to have EK65 versus Mike Hoffman. You know what to do. Uh, they, they weren't on the ice too much. Uh, when the Sharks played the Panthers, when uh, Hoffman was a Florida Panther, uh, you know <laughs> it, that's that right there is going to be an interesting one uh, to throw in, along with how the Blues react to an absolute nightmarish of a game. Sharks, of course, you know they lose five three, uh, you know five three. Yeah, of course it says five two. I didn't add the goal on. I'm just now seeing that. That's terrific. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you got plenty of action in the NHL later this evening. Uh, of course you can check that out. The Sharks were the only game this afternoon on the docket. So, uh, you know, check that out. Yes. Uh, yes. Now, you know, how our donations will continue to improve the show. And, and I like how Rob is saying powered by Xfinity. I am powered by Xfinity. <laughs> so go figure, you know. Don't know what the heck, <laughs> what I can tell you there. Uh, you know, I don't know. Jones or Dubnik next game? What do you say? I think because they threw Dubnik in at the end, he's going to get the start. I I, th I, I, I thought they were going to anyway, but to, for me, that seemed like a sure thing there. You give him those minutes to get him some game action before the game that actually will matter because at that point of the game, it was over. So right. I think putting in Dubnik there means he's starting on Monday. Yeah, that should be an interesting one for for sure. 
I, I, I would think at least you're going to split them up for this season unless one gets one doesn't allow a goal in the first game. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, all righty. Well, after that fun experiment, <laughs> and I appreciate all of you staying on there. Uh, thank you very much to each and every one of you joining us. Of course, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, uh, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. Um, I know somebody, um, uh, Laurel, uh, AJ spoke to you about about the um, the uh, <laughs> wraparound. Uh, I am now uh, contractually obligated to not do that. But uh, the Sharks were the only game you're going to have. You know, Canadians and Oilers about to get set going on Hockey Night in Canada and on the NHL Network. Uh, you know, you're going to have the Islanders and Rangers again. Uh, about to tip off right right near Mark. Mark could probably just go in there and be like, hey, let me in, dang it. Uh, <laughs> I work at the stadium. I'll just sneak in. Right? Nobody will notice. Canes and Wings, Maple Leafs and Senators, Blue Jackets and Predators, uh, a full docket of the Wild and Kings, Ducks and Golden Knights, uh, Canucks and Flames. Uh, earlier, oh, I did miss one earlier today. The Devils uh Win in overtime two to one over the Boston Bruins. Uh, Sharon Govich uh, with the game winner there. So, so all right, okay. Well, with that, before you know, Xfinity decides to die on me again. Uh, Mark, as always, and at the last minute, appreciate you. Thank you for jumping in on this. Your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Uh, final thoughts. It's early in the season. Let's not panic. Um, we got a long way to go still, and we have hockey pretty much every other day. So let's just enjoy that. Yeah. And um, people can find me on Twitter at Mark, the letter E, Mark, S-J-S. All right. Yes, and Laurel, yeah, future reach around. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. We will get out of here. We will be back with you on Monday following Sharks and Blues. That is a 5 p.m. start, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then we will be on their way for that. Uh, oh, and one more, apparently. Uh, Mark needs to wear that awesome new uh, Ferraro jersey next time he's on. Uh, do, I will wear that. Uh, do, I, I'm, this is news to me. Uh, which one did you get, my friend? I got the uh, one that's right over your left shoulder, the new uh, reverse retro. Oh, really? Nice. Yep. Got Ferraro. Had to get my UMass voice. And now I'm looking at Leonard, but I'm like, Ugh, I don't like the number 43. Is he going to stick with that? You know, uh, I, I, you know, I meant to tell you uh, another 43 that had a good that had a good career. He ended up wearing number 14. And I know <laughs> Sue Amell is wearing that right now, but, uh, you know. Ray Whitney started off as 43 and he had a heck had himself a heck of a 20 plus year career. So fingers crossed he gets to change his number. Um, which, what did he wear at UMass? Uh, it was eight. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I think it was eight or nine, nine. Sorry. It was nine. Nine. Eight. Yeah, okay. Harvey, Ferraro was five and Leonard was nine. So Ferraro can change his number to five. Um, yeah. 
Not sure if he wants to have the pressure of wearing eight, especially since he's been drawing comparisons to Pavs. Um, but uh, we'll yeah. see. I mean, we'll see how that goes out. For now him. he's got to stick with 38. I'm <laughs> set on that. Uh, so like we said, check out all our stuff at tealtownusa.com. Uh, AJ and I, more, more so AJ, has been interviewing a boatload. He interviewed Brody Brazil, uh, Ted Ramey from the Sharks Audio Network. Uh, I sat down with uh, Randy Hahn about prepping for the broadcast. Uh, and, of course, yesterday, you know, late yesterday, oh, you know, some guy named Drew Ramenda uh, for an hour, hour-long uh, interview which was a great one. Uh, so definitely check that out. And of course, tomorrow, I believe it's at 7, yep, 7 p.m. Uh, and brand new Pucknologists, they'll be on their, their weekly uh, on their weekly run now. So Pucknologists at 7 p.m. tomorrow night on Sunday night. So definitely check that out. Uh, my final thoughts? Damn my internet connection. Damn it to hell. And until then... Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you on Monday.